Hello, Judith. Hey, Sonia. Long time no see. <laughs> I know. Welcome to the Coaches Cup podcast. I'm Sonia Green from Sonia Green Coaching. And I'm Judith Fender. I'm one of the amazing coaches with the No BS Weight Loss Program. And we have had ourselves a little hiatus. <laughs> <laughs> Life. Funny how that happens. <laughs> yeah, it's been a month since we have recorded an episode. It absolutely has. I looked it up today. Wow. So there a month has passed since since um, from the last podcast everyone will hear, which I, on body image. <laughs> wow, that has been a few yeah. beats ago. <laughs> yeah. So we are getting back into the swing of things. And we are going to talk about change today. Change, like loose change or what? (laughs) (laughs) You know, sometimes I feel like my brain is full of loose change, right? (laughs) You know, that's, that's actually just a great analogy because in my little change pouch, um, I throw other things sometimes other than change. And that's kind of what it feels like. Everything's jumbled up in there, kind of running around for at one point, I'm not kidding you. One of my children lost a tooth when oh. we were out somewhere. So there was a tooth in my change yeah. purse. Right. That's funny. I'm like, what's in my change purse? A yeah. paper clip and a rubber band, if I had to guess. Yeah. But no, that is not the kind of change we're talking about. Yeah. We are talking about the kind of change that where we make life-changing decisions where we get rid of some old habits, clean house, and start creating, replacing those with some new habits. Good times. Good times. There's the saying, you can't teach an old dog new tricks, (laughs) which we're going to, we're going to challenge that today, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Let's do Yeah. Old dogs here, but change after a certain point in our lives becomes more difficult. Mm -hmm. And I know we have passed that point in our lives. And I would say most of our listeners have also passed that point, but you were, you were talking when we were pre-gaming about why that is talk about why change becomes more difficult. Well, so I was listening to Joe Dispenza and he talks, he, he's a neuro something. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you his title, Dr. Joe Dispenza. Yeah. And he was actually saying, you know, by the age of 35, like our neural pathways have formed, mm-hmm. we have created all the, the life-saving, all the habit forming things that for survival, if you will, like those things are we're we're on lock. And so when we want to change, when we want to create change in our life, that's what we're going against folks. We're going against all the neural pathways. We worked so hard to create for 35 years. Yeah. That's why change feels like a challenge. It feels like two steps forward and three steps back sometimes. Yeah. We're working against what we so carefully created. Well, and when I was thinking about this topic, I I couldn't help but think about you know, being a little girl and teaching in my, in my playtime, <laughs> I was an only child, you know, so I don't, um, I didn't have other kids that I had to force into my school or, you know, I stuffed guess I animals. lined up, yeah, some stuffed animals and stuff. But I remember, in fact, my dad made a podium for me. Oh, 
And, and I remember, you know, just teaching away because I was not because I had any experience, but because I was planning for the future that Mm -hmm. was going to be my career. Mm-hmm. even though at the time I didn't really, you know, I didn't know that in my head. It was a little later on when I figured out exactly what I would do, but, but I would teach because I was planning for the future and we lose that after a while. I mean, <laughs> when was the last time you had time to, to really, you know, plan for something to play and plan for something ahead of time rather than looking in your rear view mirror. Right. And I'm thinking about like the young version of you teaching and how exciting <laughs> and you, you didn't have a rear view mirror. No, <laughs> no. Like, I was making it all up. <laughs> exciting and fresh and just like the best thing ever because yeah. you, you were laying down the foundation of what you were going to compare future things to, to decide on what you wanted to do. Exactly. Everything came from, yeah, everything came from what's in the future. Like you said, I didn't have a rear view. Yes. And here we are. And so what happens is it just becomes, just becomes more familiar. The past just becomes a more familiar version, version of the present. Yeah. We just revisit it and keep reliving it on autopilot. That's, that's it. That's really where the problem comes in. At some point we decide that we have to have evidence, mm-hmm. you know, in within our thought processes, we decide we have to have evidence to look back on and whatever we have evidence for, then that's what's, that's what truth is. Right. Right. And so if we want to create something new and we have no evidence for that, then change becomes a challenge. It becomes a challenge. Then not only are we going against our neural pathways, we're going against the other um, primal instincts. And that would be, you know, create comfort, ease and avoid pain. (laughs) And your brain interprets change is painful, right? This is so hard. Why are you doing hard things? Yeah. Just sit right here and just take it easy. Do that tomorrow. What is it? John A. Cuff says change is hard because Netflix is easy. Is that what he says? I don't know. It's something like that. Um, I I think that's the way he says it. But but it's true. Mm -hmm. We have so many things that we could do other than change. Our brain is going, hey, wait. Well, you know, so I just came from a workout, right? Mm -hmm. And I've been, I've been, I've been working out since, well, since my freshman year of college. That would probably be the official. Uh, or not college, high school, taking weight training. Uh-huh. So I'm no stranger to lifting weights or working out, but coming from this workout session, there's a, there's a sign that hangs up in there and it says, and I, I even said it out loud today. The irony is not lost on me that I get to use this, <laughs> this podcast, but it says, you do not get the ass you want by sitting on the one you have <laughs> like, so right. Wow. Because you have to implement change. You have to change your routines. You have to show up and do, do the workouts and do the things. And you have to plan your planning. Like I'm planning for the ass I want. I started, <laughs> I started at 14. Maybe. I don't know. That's a stretch. It should be amazing by now. <laughs> right, it is. It. <laughs> like, thank goodness. You're just seeing the face right here. But anyway, um, but 
you know, that's, that is what we hold on to when we go work out. Like there are the immediate results. We feel the endorphins and all the, all the feel good things that, that happen that I really, truly do work out for those benefits, Mm -hmm. but I'm not, I wouldn't get those benefits if I stayed on the couch. Right. I wouldn't get the ass I want if I don't get up and make it happen. Well, and it's worth saying that you also don't get it the very first time you go. Heck no. Or the second time you go. Right. Go on vacation for a week and try to come back to work out. I mean, I literally said to, to one of my accountability partners, I was like, workout felt like playing in the mud today. It was hard and sticky. It didn't feel right. Like I was mm-hmm. already noticing the decline just after it was probably 10 days, but it's all in what you get used to and what you're familiar with. It just felt really different. Yeah. So it's time to make some changes in our lives, let's say. Yes. Our listeners are, are, I assume they listen to us because they are trying to self-develop and improve their lives. Change their ass. Maybe, (laughs) maybe. That's right. I mean. Feeling sassy. (laughs) (laughs) But the first question is, what's not working for me? Mm. You know, many times it, I know for me personally, it's really easy to get caught up. I'll want to make a change and then all the self-talk starts. And it is, you know, that brain telling you, well, you know, it's been, I've been fine this way for the last 50 years or, mm-hmm. or I, I don't need that. My life is great as it is. So I don't need that. But the truth is we do get better as we push ourselves, right? Right. 100%. We have discomfort. We have, I guess sometimes I feel like I'm not quite like there's something out there I want, you know, it's just, it's just that drive within us. That's always pushing us for growth, that discomfort, that just little level of it'd be better if this. So, you know, the first thing you have to ask is what isn't working for me? I've, I've got this and maybe it's not even the level of it's not working for me, but I've got this dream life. I've got this life I want to live and it doesn't quite match up to where I am. Right. Right. So like seeing what's different there yeah. versus where, where you are now. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily mean your life isn't good where it is, but how could it be even better? And so this is so, so good because when you're doing your thought work and you're doing self-examination, you have to know yourself to know what you want. And in the process of knowing yourself, it is these, it is these challenges like the workouts or, or implementing new habits and learning how you talk to yourself, how you show up that through this process that you get stronger, you get to flex that muscle more. And the more you flex it, the better change becomes and the more adaptable you are to change, change, loose change. Yeah. (laughs) Change in our brain. Um, yeah, I love that word adaptable. You know, um, we are always talking to our students about being more adaptable and we, you know, we think about young people being able to adapt faster then again, back to that teaching old dogs, new tricks. Well, I'm thinking of um, the survival of the species is their ability to adapt. Oh, yeah. To yeah. Darwin. Yeah. Darwin. Hello. That's who yeah. I was looking for. Right. I mean, yeah, that's, yeah. 
that's just it. Like our ability, our, our adaptability to change is going to serve dictate our survival. And, and when by that, if we took it that one step further, your dream life, yes. your to create your dream life, it's there. Exactly. Are you willing to feel the discomfort of change to get there? So step-by-step, how are we going to create it? You know, this, in many ways, we've, we've said this before with so many different topics, but I think it's a message that's I need constantly to be reminded of because the more my neural pathways, the older I get, you know, I'm 50 now. It's easy. Even when I decide I'm going to make a change, it's easy to fall back into the habit because I zone out and I don't stay conscious or present. Right. And it's what I want that's a practiced response too. like therein lies another habit that you're creating, not implementing change, but creating the familiar response. Yeah. And that, and then knowing yourself, Oh, here I am again, avoiding or not, not tapping into that change. So like, what change do you want to make Sonia? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there are, I, there are things that I'm always working on, you know, still working on the weight loss. I'm still working on my professional journey. Mm. Uh, I'm, you know, in less than a year from now, I'll be retired from my university life. I'll be coaching full time. Mm. And so I still have professional goals. You know, I'm all about change and moving forward. I have always been somebody who embraced it, but I was thinking about that the other day because my son is, we always kind of tease him about being an Eeyore, mm-hmm. like he doesn't like change. And I've always been somebody who wanted it, but I thought the other day, that's not really fair of me because you know, the, the change that he doesn't like has been the change that I have instigated. Does that make sense? Right. Your desires. Yes. Okay. Yes. And so I thought, you know, that's not really fair. He, he might like his own change. <laughs> he just doesn't like my change. That's really and, good awareness. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you do have to do this work for some reason, right? <laughs> well, improving, improving our children, right? If there's any, if there's, if, if you need a why, uh, yes. that's one of my favorite things. Because when we change, we're making lives better for our children and our grandchildren and our ability to look back and have a deeper understanding for how our parents became who they are and how our grandparents became who they are. That's what I love about. Yeah. I I also love that we show them that we're not too old to change. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They were flexible, adaptable, adaptable, (laughs) still young. It, It becomes more, more difficult to convince them that we're still young, but, but we are, but anyway, Let's get into some, some concrete steps. Okay. We've looked at what isn't working for us, let's say, and we've decided on that we want to make a change. Mm-hmm. So let's, let's get back and talk specifically about the model. We don't talk about the model as much as we used to maybe in the beginning. We talk about it all the time in that our thoughts create our feelings and those move our actions. But but let's talk about how to create change from the point of view of the model, from that result line, kind of working backwards. Right. 
So uh, what I hear you saying is, is when we put it in the model, that would be taking responsibility, right? Being accountable mm-hmm. for the results we're currently creating in the model. Like if our, if our yeah. current, if our current result is, you know, maintaining weight, then the actions of how I'm eating is, is what's creating that result. And it's coming from my feelings it's coming from my thinking, you know, it's all the things. Yes. So, so first you have to do like, right. You have to take responsibility. You have to accept what your current model is. Mm-hmm. And so what is that result I have? And then, and match it up. What is the result I want? Mm-hmm. What are the actions I'm currently taking? What are the actions I'm going to need to take? Mm-hmm. And, and so moving through that, I think what is really fun then is we do have to be that childlike, like version of ourselves. Um, I told you, I taught, did you do anything when you were a kid to plan that kind of planned for your future? Oh, well, you know, I did the teaching thing. I don't know. I I haven't thought about that in a long time. Let me think about that. Okay. Well, (laughs) my point is this, it's, it's the exact same process that we did when we were kids. That's going to get us to change. Now we have to do that mental rehearsal. Oh gosh. Yeah. So uh, I do have to jump in here and say, I did want to be like Frazier. That show. Really? <laughs> That's great. Were you a kid when it was on? I was in college. Okay. I was in okay. I'm college. That was my favorite show. Dookie Hauser. <laughs> you figured you were too old to be a teenage doctor. Huh? So just go for the adult show. psychologist. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> um, so I'm sorry. I feel like I have lost her place. No, no. The <laughs> mental rehearsal. I mean, it's mental rehearsal. Yeah. It's the exact same process. That's what I love about it is sometimes I think we try to make it harder because we've decided change is hard and I'm not trying to minimize it. It is hard, yeah. but it's that same kind of play that we had access to as children, that mental rehearsal, that practicing that's going to make the change for us now. It's the same process. And even as I heard you talking about the two models, here's, here's where we are. Here's where we want to be, you know, and we learned that that's called the river of misery in between. And I hear you saying this. I'm like, Oh my God, why aren't we calling it like the fun factor in between? Why are we not calling it something fun? Because just labeling it misery. I mean, we all want to show up for that. Yeah, I know. (laughs) And you know what? I can find lots of evidence for the river of misery. Huh? I think we need to rebrand this right now. Right. I'm thinking about like no rear view mirror, like that capacity when you just, when you just were all in, Mm -hmm. we do learn that too, about being all in. Yeah. But there will be, you know, there's going to be that 50, 50. It was even always as we sit here and talk intellectually about it, no matter what there's going to be. We still had to go clean our rooms, right. When we were done with our, with our mess. But, you know, in that mental rehearsal, the stakes weren't so high. Right. Right. We weren't judging ourselves. We were having fun. Yes. We were just having fun. Mm -hmm. And so how can we, you know, I think, I think the real magic is figuring out how to make change fun in that way. How can we lower the stakes? Because we're constantly, and listen, I know I'm preaching 
to, right. to the oh, choir here. Oh, yeah. we, we're constantly raising the stakes. If you are a high achieving woman, and I know most of our audience are made mm-hmm. up of them, you are constantly raising the stakes. What am I not doing well enough? What do I need to do better? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How can we shift that to make change as fun and easy as it was when we were kids? How can we channel those new pathways in the same way we channeled some of the old ones? Right. And and that's just opening ourselves up to the possibility of looking at it differently. Mm-hmm. Just thinking differently about your drive to work, yeah. my lack of drive to work. Yeah. <laughs> hey, like that funny. I was admiring. I was like, I wish I had a 45 minute drive to work every well, day. Well, it's a two hour drive. <laughs> a two hour it's one hour one way though. Mm. It's two hours one way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Woo. So you got a traveling university going on, right? I, I do. Yeah. <laughs> it gives me lots of time to <laughs> mentally rehearse. You do. Wow. Yeah. You know, we decide what's hard mm-hmm. and it comes true because I mean, we have, this is hard and it's hard. Mm-hmm. Our life is what we decided is. Mm-hmm. So yes, it does take work to, to change our neural pathways, but we don't have to make it awful. We don't have to have negative feelings about it right. because what's a negative feeling going to get us? Yeah. Negative result. <laughs> Every time. Yeah. I was thinking about like how to run this, the analogy with the working out, you know, I didn't start lifting weights with the heaviest one. Yeah. I, I, it was small changes showing up was a year or two off in between somewhere in my thirties, maybe even in my twenties. I don't know. You know, I was always in and out of working out, but the, the process of change and creating muscle, practicing, flexing my muscle gets better. The more I show up, have more fun. More when I have more fun, I love it. Yeah. Um, it's changing my ass one day at a time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the other thing. That's that's one of the ways that we make change hard is we do it and we want to look in the mirror or we want, you know, to to get a new job and you know, the next day we want everything to be different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's not the way change works. That's not the way lasting change works. No, no. You've got to put in the rehearsal time. Mm-hmm. Got to show up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we're going to spend time in our thoughts. How we, we talk about this all the time. How many thousands of thoughts do we have a day? Like 60,000. Mm-hmm. So why not spend five minutes a couple of times a day on your way to work, if you have a commute, <laughs> I wish <laughs> as you're, as you're walking around your house on a break, if you don't oh, doing laundry. Yeah. Why not spend that time practicing the new thought that's going to get you the positive result, the new thought that's going to get you to change, have fun with it. What, what's a way that I think about with the, with the women I coach, you know, growing in confidence mm-hmm. and I can be confident in any meeting I walk into Hmm. and then start mentally rehearsing that. 
You're never going to get that kind of confidence if you look backwards at all the meetings where you feel like you failed or you didn't do your best work. So change it. Start practicing thinking about those meetings where you have it under control, where everybody in the room is like, wow, what did she just say? Who is this? Yeah. If you're, if it's weight loss, practice thinking about those situations where you're going to be tempted, where you're going to want to eat something that you don't need to eat or at a time you don't need to eat. Mm-hmm. Practice handling a bad situation without eating. There you go. Feel those feelings. Yeah. All of that is, is the mental rehearsal that we have to do every day. It's, it's our weight lifting. That Mm -hmm. we have to do every day if we're going to find change. Agreed. So I guess what I have to, to leave our listeners with today is just to remember that you've got to stay present with your goals, with those changes you want, and you've got to practice. If you don't practice, if you just say, I really want this thing, I really want to be more confident in meetings. I really want to be more confident in my job, but you just keep thinking about what's in your rear view. If you're in your car and you're looking through your rear view mirror, you're not going to get where you're going, right? Nope. You're going to hit somebody. You're going to, it's the same way in our lives. We can't keep looking backwards. We have to move it forward, practice that forward change. Yeah. Every time you said change, I I just keep having the visual to myself right now, just taking that change purse and just dumping it all out. Look at, look at all the, look at the quarters, the tooth, the the rubber band, look at the shit in your, I'm sorry, I'm cussing, but look at the stuff in your, look at the things that you're carrying. Yes. In your change purse, right? And the and the and the the vessel of change, if you will, and decide what what thoughts, if the quarters and the nickels and the tooth are part of your change, do you want to put back in? Do you want to make that change with? Yeah. Pick the things that serve you and leave, you know, leave. I think we have a penny shortage right now for a reason, right? Because of COVID. Just, you know, just leave the pennies. Let somebody else have the pennies. If those thoughts are no longer serving you. Leave those, leave that behind and use the, the tooth and the paper clip and the quarter. <laughs> I'm trying, I'm reaching here. Yeah. Well, but seriously, I mean, we do, we carry around all of that old evidence. Yep. Yes. Thank it's you. It's so heavy. Yep. And yep. we don't need it. It's not going to help us change. Save your energy for creating those new neural pathways. Mm-hmm. The older you are, the more of it you're going to need. <laughs> That's some wisdom dropping right there. I think. <laughs> there you go. I got some wisdom too about ankles. We'll yeah. save that one for another one too. <laughs> All right. What else, Judith? Anything? Oh, else? it was good, Sonia. This is good to see you. Good to be back. And yeah, it is. You don't get the ass you want by sitting on the one you have. I uh, that I mean I need that embroidered on a pillow. I think because no, I just <laughs> anyway. If you enjoy this podcast as much as we do, then (laughs) share it, share it with your friends and family. Who do you know who is trying to make a change or who needs to make a change? Just share this, this episode with them. Also, we would love a five-star review. All of those things help get our message out to the world. 
I mean, that's really our goal. Any woman who is on this journey, we want to do everything we can to, to encourage her. So absolutely. And until next week, I'm Sonia Green from SoniaGreenCoaching.com. And I'm Judith Fender. I'm with Corinne Crabtree and losing 100 pounds with Corinne. See you next week.